Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Healing Heart of Jesus podcast. My name is John Durant, one of your hosts. I'm here with my wife, Laura Durant. Hello, Laura. Hello. Can you believe it? It's uh, episode number 100 now. I said it's number number one, because you got to start somewhere. And boy, howdy, getting this thing off the ground. It's fun. But we've got the Holy Spirit that's going to help us out on there. Amen. So, yes. Well, welcome to the uh, the first episode. And, you know, just start in the... Uh, the journey of everything that we do. We're going to do our introductions today, so this is not going to be a full episode on a, a big topic, but you'll get to know a little bit more about us. If you had had a chance to um, visit the website, healingheartjesus.com, there's an about page. We've got some prayers out there. You've, you've probably heard our voices, but um, get a little bit more story on our journey uh, in Catholicism, our journey towards Jesus, and uh, the healing that we have received, which has been... a uh, Absolutely amazing and always continues. It never stops, never stops healing. So, um, Laura, you want to go first? Okay. All right. Laura, go ahead. Okay. Well, thank you, John, for that wonderful introduction. Um, so I am a cradle Catholic, grew up in central Texas and, um, you know, received my sacraments, went to church every Sunday. I actually played piano, um, every Sunday at church, played the organ actually. Um, but of like many people, um, when I left um, for college, I stopped going to church, um, didn't go, wasn't involved, wasn't living out my faith. Um, and, you know, looking back, I know that uh, that had really to do with the fact that um, I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. You know, I I knew all the all the things I was supposed to do, but I didn't understand why I was supposed to do them. And I didn't, there was no relationship there. Um, and so... You know, by the grace of God and, and in His mercy, um, through some different people and experiences, I um, came back to the faith right before I graduated um, with my master's degree. And um, and very shortly after, I met you, John. Praise God! And uh, who you were coming into the faith at that you were coming becoming Catholic at yeah. that time. You were converting at that time. So, um, so. You know, the, the journey continued, and I um, was led to a priest who became my spiritual director, and um, he led me to Mary. I didn't really have a relationship with Mary before that, and as, you know, John and I will probably talk about in the future at some point, when Mary becomes your mother, the Blessed Mother becomes your mother, then everything changes, and it did for me, and she did what, what she does. She led me to her son, and um, which led me to the devotion of the Sacred Heart, and to greater healing through more healing experiences, through um, a greater explanation of prayer and, and growing in my own prayer life, especially through becoming a secular Carmelite and learning more about that and just really spending time before the Blessed Sacrament. I feel like that was such a key, um, really a game changer for me is, is um, adoration in addition to my relationship with Mary, in addition to my devotion to the sacred heart. And, and it's one of those things. I don't, I don't know if you can not be devoted to the sacred heart. And also at the same time, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I don't, I think one comes with the other. If you're devoted mm -hmm. to the sacred heart, you, you love adoration. You love being before the blessed sacrament. Um, and, uh, eventually, you know, just, just over time, um, more healing experiences, led me to more prayer and led me to eventually beginning this, um, ministry healing heart of Jesus. So, yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a, a beautiful journey and I will have to say that I've been, uh, 
grabbing hold of Lord and let her pull me through a lot of this because I, I was a convert. Um, just speaking of Mary, I just recently this, this year, um, through healing and stuff was actually really able to feel the love of her blessed, uh, blessed mother. Uh, and we'll talk about that in some later episodes, but had an amazing, amazing event in front of the, uh, blessed sacrament during perpetual adoration. Um, uh, but we'll, like I said, we'll talk about that, but you know, I came into the church. I was raised in the, uh, the, the Methodist church. Um, my family background, there was Presbyterian, Southern Baptist, all kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, mostly non-Catholic, I think a little bit further on in our, uh, our past and in, in history coming over from Europe, they were Catholic, but, um, so, you know, I was really only exposed to it around friends and the growing desire of Christ pulling me closer. Um, I think being in, you know, the other, um, Protestant churches, there's a lot there, but it's, it's not the whole full experience. And through the, uh, the sacraments, um, um, through the mass, through reconciliation, spending time in adoration, it really sets you up to, um, you know, for Jesus to be in your life and anything that's keeping you away from him, he's given those, uh, roadblocks to, to, to take down those roadblocks in our life through the sacraments. So, you know, growing up, I always loved Jesus. Um, I was always drawn. I I think I've explained to people before, there's a, you know, a darkness or a light that you live in. And I always saw the light and, and try to stay in, uh, stay with it and stay in that light. And um, 2005, whenever St. Pope John Paul II um, passed away and then went through the conclave, for some reason, the Holy Spirit, you know, tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, you need to pay attention to this and this fullness of what's going on. And Moved to Austin from, um, I was raised in Edmond, Oklahoma, right above Oklahoma City, and uh, moved to Austin in 2005, and with St. Pope John Paul II and a French Carmelite nun, 23-year-old French Carmelite nun, um, St. Therese of Lisieux, they kind of tag-teamed there and helped welcome me into the church. So it was uh, two uh, beautiful saints um, have kind of been with me throughout my my journey, and we'll get into that, into um, some other aspects of it. So I've always loved Jesus, and then I finally, you know, I think it's been, what, about 16, 17 years now. Um, I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still learning through this process every single day. Uh, and like Laura said, um, when it comes to, you know, just getting your sacraments and, and having a relationship with Jesus, that is the that is the changing thing right there. Um, a good friend can only heal you whenever they get to spend time with you mm. and be around you, and that's what we are... Uh, called to do to get uh, closer to Christ and hopefully uh, what we're putting together on this podcast. You know, we're going to be talking about our journey. There are going to be some things that some people might disagree with, but this is our journey and this is the the way that Jesus called us to be closer to him. Um, we'll talk about, uh, you know, everybody's got their, uh, my, my spiritual director always talks about there's, you know, there's St. John and then there's Mary, there, there's Thomas, every single one has their different direction that God needs them to go. Paul was different than Peter, you know? Um, so we all have our own direction. This is the way that, that, uh, Jesus has called us. And we definitely want to share that. We feel that there's somebody out there that this will be reaching and speaking to. So if that's you, um, hopefully this is, uh, you know, touching your heart, uh, when we start going through this, uh, um, sharing our journeys and our, our stories and stuff. So, Yeah. We'll, we'll get into more, but, um, anyways, that's a little bit, and we've been, how long have we been married for? 
Over 15 years, we were married September 15th, 2007, on the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows. Yes, and I had no idea whenever we got married. We didn't pick that date, and that's the beautiful thing about Catholicism and the saints and Mary, is that uh, nothing's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. There's always things that happen, and uh, I was sorrowful when I found out that was uh, the day, because I had no idea how powerful that day and that feast day is, mm-hmm. um, Our Lady of Sorrows, so... And we'll get into that as well and more mm-hmm. on that. So yes, over 15 years and it's been, it's been amazing. It's um, every year gets better and better because every year we get closer to, to Jesus and, mm-hmm. um, and uh, let him break down those walls. We all have something in our lives and uh, there's only one person that can break down those walls and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. So, all right. What do you want to hop into now? I mean, you're the one leading the podcast. So. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here. I love it. Well, you know, speaking of the healing heart of Jesus, um, you know, Laura, I want to get her, you know, I want to get her story about the the ministry. It's such a beautiful thing. Um, I really didn't know. Well, I guess neither one of us knew what, what was going to happen and all the blessings that were going to come out of it. So can you give us a little bit of background on when you started it? Uh you know, how did it get going? You know, what invitation did Christ give you to uh, send you on this relationship with him out to help other people? Yeah, um, I guess officially with regard to, um, I guess officially it began in 2017, in the summer of 2017. Um, again, it's just been a like everything in life, a progressive journey and probably probably back in, I mean, it probably goes back even to, to 2015, 2016, when I really started to spend more time before the Blessed Sacrament and um, really develop a prayer life a, and really is a relationship with Jesus, right? I mean, prayer is a relationship, as um, many of the Carmelite saints tell us, right? Um, and so really just developing that. And I think there just came, I just felt kind of welling up within me, these, these prayers and these words that were coming to my heart. And I started to feel called to write them down, which was totally not something that I ever thought I would do. Um, I always felt, you know, my, my role in life would be more, and, and it was at that time, more of an administrative role. And I, and I did when I was working in the office that's the kind of work that I would do. And never in a million years did I think I would be having this blog where I was sharing prayers that were coming to my heart, you know, in adoration, but you know, God can do anything. And and he always is always surprising us. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, during that 2015, 2016, that, um, just spending more time there beginning to write and then just eventually feeling called to share these short little prayers that were on my heart. And I started putting them on Instagram and, um, and then over time it just sort of grew. I started to share some longer, longer posts, longer, um, blogs, um, and then more daily, more daily sharing of prayers that were coming to my heart. Um, a lot of these prayers I wrote for other people that were close to me in my life that were struggling. Um, I would write prayers for them. I would, um, and then I just kind of felt called to share them as well. Um, on, I was at that time, I think just on uh, Facebook and Instagram and just felt called to, to share them. And, um, so now I still continually send out a, a daily email that has a, a different prayer. Um, it has a Bible Bible passage, Bible verse, prayer, 
Um, and also I'm, you know, now I'm including the perpetual, I call it the perpetual, uh, surrender novena. Right. Um, so that's continued and, and it's really just, you know, grown, grown from that very beginning. I mean, there's, there's many prayers and now we have recorded audio, um, you know, the rosary of seven sorrows, uh, the litany of humility, the surrender novena, we have those now too. So it's really just grown over time and, and really just focused on healing, um, emotional wounds. And <clears throat> one of the things I didn't mention in the beginning was um, that I grew up with anxiety and depression. And that's been a big part of my journey. And in my own, you know, and this is, you know, again, everybody, like you said, John, God leads us in different ways. And we all have our different journeys. And for me personally, what I found in my life is um, so much of my own depression and anxiety um, was related to emotional wounds, was related to a lack of trust in God, which, you know, some, some of that came from emotional wounds, right? And so um, that, that's a lot of what <clears throat> the, I write about. That's a lot of what the prayers are surrounded about, are turning to Jesus and trusting in God and how that helps heal our anxiety because it's healing our wounds, um, which help us turn to Jesus and trust in Jesus, which relieves so much anxiety and depression that I've experienced and I believe um, other people experience as well. So... Yeah, it's um, just on the journey. Mine, mine started off with, uh, I guess everything's been under the surface, kind of like a submarine. It's it, it's always been there, and then and then it pops up at times and, and goes away. And I remember just the one thing. I'm very aesthetic. I love design, <laughs> all visuals kind of things. And I remember um, one day Laura said, "Hey, can we get a Healing Heart of Jesus statue to put in the backyard?" So I remember we took a drive up to somewhere in Central Texas and. Picked up a statue and put I mean, it there. Sacred Heart of Jesus. Yeah. What did I say? Healing Heart of Jesus. Healing but, Heart you of know, Jesus. But it's... Sacred Heart is the Sacred Heart. Heart is his healing heart. <laughs> um, so I remember we drove up to uh, to Central Texas and um, the statuary thing. And once we put that in the yard, um, even though, I mean, at the time, I don't think... I, I saw some of the stuff that was on Instagram and, and you would share th- some things. But that started just to focus on uh, the sacred heart of Jesus right there outside of the church in our backyard. Um, it started to get me to focus on it a little bit and we'll, we'll talk a little bit further in on, you know, creating environments in your home so you can, you know, experience his presence. But I remember just those, those small things that we started bringing in. I think after that, we, we did get a, an immaculate heart of Mary um, mm-hmm. statue and, that's a fun thing, placing them in your yard, you know, kind mm-hmm. of inconspicuous, but, uh, mm-hmm. with the bushes. And now we've, we've got, uh, we'll have to share some time on the website. Um, the, the healing garden that we, we've created now. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I remember that that started and that was just the visual aspect of it. Then I started, you know, I started reading the post and I've always been like 20 steps behind Laura. So, and we, like I said, we all got journeys. We're, we're bouncing into Jesus and we're, we're flying off of Jesus um, so I've always been behind her and, you know, you know, thanks be to God. He, uh, threw a hook in my heart and in, in 2019, uh, through a deacon came and talked to me about, um, go do the come and see for a, a diaconate formation, um, here in the Austin diocese. And I went and then it all kind of took off. Jesus invited me to that relationship. And now I'm going into my fourth year of diaconate formation to be a, uh, you know, God willing to be ordained as a deacon in the Austin diocese. And that's everything that Laura's talking about. And what we'll talk about on this podcast, freeze all that junk, Mm -hmm. freeze all that pain 
and fills it with Christ's love that um, you can start hearing his voice. When something does happen, you can look through his eyes and it takes a long time, but you have to have that, uh, that relationship with Jesus first. And that all started for me. It started with having a sacred heart of Jesus, 18 inch statue in our backyard. And then Laura spinning up with the Holy spirit with these prayers and and healing. And it's, uh, Mm -hmm. got to where it, where it is now. I don't know even where I was going with that. No, no. And thank you for um, bringing that up about the statue. Cause I'm, I'm not particularly, um, for me, it's all about words. You know, I love writing. I love reading, but actually for me, a, a big part of my own <clears throat> devotion to the sacred heart began with this picture that actually was given to my spiritual director, um, uh, this priest at the time as a gift. And as we were sitting there talking and I was asking him, I was like, I, I feel like I need to learn about the sacred heart. He's like, well, I feel like I'm supposed to give this to you. And it was a picture of the Sacred Heart, this beautiful picture that I still have to this day. I don't know who <clears throat> who gave this picture to this priest, um, but it's changed my life. And I still have this picture in our bedroom hanging up, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I always look at that and I just think, you know, and I would I would look at this picture and I would meditate on this picture and it just really. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing how God uses all these different gifts um, that we have to inspire other people to grow closer to him. And some days I, I just wonder who, who was that person, you know, and what, what a difference they've made in my life and, and other people's. So anyway, but. Yeah. And that's also, you know, I, I talked about, uh, St. John Paul II and, and St. Therese, but also our patron saint of our parish that we go to is St. Margaret Mary of Aliqua. Um, which had a, uh, did I say it correctly? Aliqua. Aliqua. <laughs> Somebody can. They'll let us know. Yeah, somebody will correct us. They'll let us know if we said it wrong. But, you know, she was a uh, a nun of visitation order mm-hmm. that was, you know, everything was exposed or um, she was given. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff from Jesus about his, uh, about his sacred heart and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's it all ties everything that goes on in our life. It's not mm-hmm. a coincidence, everybody. Um, God is behind all this and has a master plan. And he's uh, with us. And like I said, it's a submarine. He pops up goes back down or it's whenever we're not, uh, we don't have a radar on if we can't mm-hmm. see him or not. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah. So it did. Yeah. The sacred heart. I remember I, well, I looked at it today. It's got a mm-hmm. beautiful gold frame and yeah. it all kind of, uh, kind of started mm-hmm. stuff there. All right. We are about 18 minutes in. Um, do you want to hop into just a little bit of, uh, you know, I want Laura to talk about this cause I, I see the letters that come in. I see the people, um, and she, you know, she won't talk about this much, but she, you know, all the work that goes into uh, the ministry, it, it is helping people. And I've, I've had the blessed privilege, privileged of, uh, reading some of these, uh, cards and stuff. And, you know, what kind of impact or, or what can, um, what can somebody receive by visiting the website? Well, um, there's a lots of there's lots of written prayers um, that have come to my heart during adoration. There's also um, there's also posts which always generally include a prayer, but um, they're they're mostly centered around again uh, surrender surrendering to Jesus. Um, there is a focus on anxiety and depression as well um, because again, as I said in my own and this is my own personal experience, and this is not to say that this would be true for everyone or in every case. But in my own personal experience, um, that it's, it's been the healing of those emotional wounds that have helped relieve me from 
anxiety and uh, relieve my anxiety, um, lift my depression. Um, so while that is a, a main focus, ultimately the the focus is is on um, healing those emotional wounds. And so there's there's a lot of um, prayers and such for forgiveness because that's been a huge um, part of my own healing. I've seen as as in being able to forgive others, how that is uh, alleviated depression that I've had, and just realizing sort of um, that hold that that um, unforgiving can have on us um, can really weigh us down. And um, so there's a lot about um, forgiveness. There's a lot about um, you know renunciation of of anger and resentment, pride. Um, I've seen how you know even that false pride, that false humility. Um, again, that's that's not trusting in God you know, and, um, and so there's a lot of that. We, uh, we have, um, prayer cards that are available for free. Um, thankfully there are people that help, um, you know, financially contribute with the ministry, but, but all the cards on our website are available for free. If people, um, can request them at any time all over the world, we send them all over the world. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Um, there's the, in particular, there's the litany of humility, the Surrender Novena, and uh, the Rosary of Our Lady of Tears. Um, obviously, there are other smaller cards or, or um, longer-form prayer cards as well. And we um, <clears throat> there's also two books, um, re- Reflections on the uh, Passion, and there's Reflections on the um, Samaritan Woman Story. But the, the main cards that we send out all over the world are really the Surrender Novena, Litany of Humility, and the Rosary of Our Lady of Tears. Um, and so it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing because there's... There's a lot of people out there that um, really appreciate be able to do this. Maybe they maybe they can't afford to do it, or um, we also send these cards out to other people on people's behalf, you know, as gifts. Um, and I love being able to send these things to, for example, sisters, nuns, uh, priests. We just sent a whole bunch of cards overseas um, to some airmen and troops. Um, it's just a a beautiful thing, um, and I'm just so happy. And I feel so blessed. And um, because I, you know, again, growing up with anxiety and depression, there were just so many times I felt alone and um, like people didn't understand me. And just, I just feel like being able, this ministry kind of fills my heart and, and gives me that ability. Because I think when I grew up, all I ever wanted to do was help people that was experiencing what I was experiencing. I felt like if I could just do that in my life, you know. And I think at a certain point, I, you know, I did go to school to become a therapist that that never worked out for a variety of reasons. Um, But in a way, it's almost like God is fulfilling that desire in a way that um, is so much better. You know, Um, it's like, I just feel like he's constantly fulfilling the desires in my heart. I didn't even know I had, you know, that that is the most beautiful thing. And, And so much a part of that has been saying yes to him and during hard times and you know, God willing, if this podcast continues and we continue to do this, I'm sure we'll talk about those hard times, those hard yeses that we had to make, those times of really great trust, great faith that we had to, to step forward in saying yes to Jesus when what he was asking was very difficult. But through those yeses, through that trust, through that surrender, so many blessings. And, and this ministry is just really um, one of those things from just saying yes. And, and really, you know, I, I have to say to everyone out there, I mean, if it wasn't for John, um, John's yes, John's trust in me that I was what I was hearing from God to, to do this ministry, 
um, I mean, it wouldn't be here. I mean, you, you really had to kind of sacrifice, um, for me to really do this ministry. I, one of the, you know, one of the things I had to do was to leave, like leave my job, you know? Um, and if it wasn't for John's trust, um, in God and, and really allowing me to, to focus on this, um, we, we wouldn't be here today. And I just, I can't thank you enough. And I just want everybody out there to know how grateful I am to, to my husband and to John, um, just, just for that, that ability to just make that sacrifice and, and let God work in me in the way he has. So thank you, John. Yeah. You know, and I want to thank you, Laura. I think I wouldn't be able to get that peace or, or hear, um, God's voice if I didn't, you know, follow your lead and, and spend time with them in the Adoration Chapel. You know, I think that's, uh, um, I know definitely you spend, I mean, you're, you're in the Adoration Chapel every single day or almost every single day, you know, get up at 530, Laura, or Laura takes off. Um, you know, we have a beautiful Adoration Chapel. It's open 24 seven. You know, we can go in there anytime, which is not a lot of people out there have that. So it's, it's, uh, um, thanks be to God that we get that opportunity, but it was spending time there with Jesus in front of Jesus that I could start hearing. Um, cause yes, it was nervous or it was nerve wracking whenever, um, you know, Laura said, I, I want to leave the job and do this, but I got that peace, that peace that can only come from Christ that we needed to do. Um, you know, fast forward, you know, four or five years, four years, you know, is that piece of saying yes to the diaconate going in there with, with everything else on top of that. But it's been a true blessing of everything that has come from God. The things that we did not think were possible are possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the situations and, and things that we didn't think we could get through, we've gotten through them with, with uh, the grace of God. So it's it's been a beautiful thing. I do want to highlight real quick um, before we hop off here. I know it has been a life-changing for me. Um, I do it almost every single day, but the litany of humility, mm. probably one of the most uh, powerful things. I know I suffer from pride. Um, it's one of my, uh, you know, the, the devil has our card and uh, mm-hmm. he can pull that card at any time and then flick that, uh, that aspect of our life that, uh, you know, um, it's, it's tough sometimes. So it's, if you haven't had a chance, the litany of humility um, it's one of those sayings, if you feel that burning inside of, you know, uh, somebody's wronged me, um, I did that. Somebody took credit for it. Um, I feel like I've been, you know, backstabbed. I feel like I've been looked over. I didn't get that promotion. Mm-hmm. Something's going on that, you know, I should have gotten that. Mm-hmm. That should have been mine. That's my work. Mm-hmm. Um, I would strongly suggest hop on the web- website, read through the litany of humility, just feel... Uh, a release. Yeah. A release. One of our, yeah. It's, um, yeah. it's one of the most, and I think a lot of my brother's, uh, information, and I know we, like we all read it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that it's very common for us all to be attacked by. Mm-hmm. It's a very easy one. Um, mm-hmm. but humility is one of the, the most beautiful blessings that we can, uh, mm-hmm. give out there to the world to show Jesus's, uh, love. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Before we're at, uh, well, 27 minutes. Now we will get a little bit longer format going to the next one. Do you want to talk about what our next uh, episode is going to be about? Well, um, I, I hope it's going to be on the Eucharist. I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about um, more in detail about um, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Yes. Um, we've already talked a little bit today about 
well, maybe a lot about the, the role it's played in our lives in this ministry. Um, but I think to go more, more into that, um, because I think it is such a powerful, I mean, it is, it is, you know, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, right? Amen. And so, um, to talk about that, um, being in his presence and, and what that means and what that can do for each of us, each of us, like you and me and just for anyone, um, and just how and why that, that's so powerful and so needed and so important. So. All right. We'll put it all together. So thank you everybody for joining us today on our very first episode of the Healing Heart Jesus podcast. We hope you have a wonderful and blessed, uh, week. Go out there, change someone's life, bring the light of Christ into the dark and enjoy the rest of this Christmas season. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day.